Hello, Soul viewers. Big Ronnie here. Another episode of the Soul Stay at Home series. We are having fun with these, uh, showing you uh, how artists are holding up with this pandemic. And just like you, they're just like us. These they're normal people, and they're they're struggling and they're painting. And it's uh, you know it's good to let everybody know that they're doing their thing. And someone who has done her thing uh, since she started doing her thing around us is Butterfly Mush. Hey, Mush. Hi, how are you? I was excited to talk to you because your, um, your particular world is your, is your work. Your family and the kids and the, the ex-profession and uh, stripper tales and everything, all of, all of you goes into your work. So I was really yeah. curious to, to speak with you about how you're holding up and, and what's coming out of that creative brain of yours. You know what? What's coming out right now, nothing. Um, it's, I feel like it's a lot of pressure during this time for anybody who's a creative, because usually this is, this is where we thrive is when we're at home alone. Like I, I work from home. I just stay up for all hours of the night painting on, like working on something. But when it's like under these circumstances, it's like added pressure, like, oh, now's your time to create your best pieces. And it's like, uh, but also I'm panicking and shit is going on outside that, you know, makes you like, gives you extra anxiety. So I really haven't been actively saying, okay, I'm going to create and I'm going to work on the next like a body of work. I've been kind of taking it slow and letting myself like deal with everything that's going on. And not to mention that I also have like, as you know, the housework and the kids and the homeschooling and the cooking all day. So that keeps me occupied. And that's kind of like the funny way how I show my anxiety is like, I just like stay really occupied with other things that aren't creating art. So I notice when I start doing that, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm avoiding sitting down and creating something new. Um, so I've been kind of giving myself time. Then I mean, but I do create on my iPad every day like that's just like doodling that's something I can't help but do all the time so I've been switching uh to digital a lot more because of this time you know like it happened organically but it's just it's like you could create a lot more on your iPad and then you're not you know I, I don't have that many materials here at home it's not like we can like go out and buy more canvases or paints and stuff so like in order to conserve I guess a little bit of that it's just like easier to work off my iPad so that's been interesting. Now, how are you finding it with, with keeping up with uh, money and selling and your, your, your clients and people yeah. who have asked for work in the past? If this was, this was normal times, you'd be out spraying in the street right now, uh, booking commissions and, and working on restaurants and stuff like that. Well, yeah, on that aspect, that's true. And then also normal times, like right before quarantine hit, I booked a gallery to have my like a second solo show that was going to be, you know, I haven't had one in five years. So like I was really prepared. Like I have 20 canvases that are like 36 by 48 that were all for this show. So like prior to the quarantine, I was busy booking, uh, liquor licenses and sponsors and working on flyers and I had like special merch that was going to be available that night and just like all this stuff and then when it all happened it was like 
you know, in it with the anticipation of like, I'm going to have a great night. I'm going to sell out all this. I'm going to sell out all this new, never before seen merch. So you're expecting that money. Uh, that was kind of a hard hit. But then at the end of the day, um, I've been lucky enough. My merch store has been doing really well. It's the best it's ever done in three years. So that's, you know, people are home shopping, bored. That has helped me. Um, and then the digital promotions. I think now's a great time to push the online merch. People, again, not only are people home and bored, uh, but people are starting to get enhanced unemployment, stimulus checks, stuff like that, you know, a couple extra dollars for something. Oh, I know all about those stimulus check commissions, let me tell you. Um, I've been, you know, I've been lucky enough that I, I'm a little tricky with the commissions. I, I don't often advertise them because you know, I'm, I'm kind of snobby when it comes to taking commissions, but I put, I put it out there a little bit and it's been nonstop for me. So I've been doing a lot of digital commissions. So that's like helping the money still coming in for me. But in terms of, like you said, you know, working on a, doing a mural or restaurant or things like that, it's definitely takes a hit money wise. Now, without getting into detail, I've got a couple of hustles that got slowed down by the virus and the lockdown, but a couple of hustles that have picked up. How are you doing with your internal hustle? You always got to be out there doing something. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It's surreal. Like, I wake up every day and I, like, you forget that you can't leave the house. It's just, like, it's um, a really strange thing. And I look back because... I'm a homebody and I mean, because of the kids, it's like they forced me to be homebody. So I don't normally go out unless it's like a thing. I mean, you know, like when we run up in, into each other, like at events, like that's when I'm out and I'm working. Now I'm like, I'm never gonna not go to any event. I'm never gonna say no to anything again. You know, like I usually I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I'm in the mood to go talk to people. Now I'm like, I can't wait. You know, it affects the hustle in that way, but I'm really seeing like a new wave of, of so even like I'll tell you this, even like you know I'm very connected to the strip club world. Um, they're doing virtual strip clubs, and because these girls aren't making money, these clo these clubs are closed. Like seeing that, I'm like, wow! Like everybody's getting really creative with their hustles. So that's you know that's a good thing to see. I did see you in some scandalous photos last week, bikini style with some kitties running around in the back. Little Miss still connected <laughs> to the stripping world. Well, here's the thing. I keep getting, uh, in March, my girlfriend, who uh, is from my connection to the stripper world, was like, you know, you need, I, I want you to join me on this challenge. I want you to join me on this thirst trap challenge. And she's like, you never post photos of yourself. It's all your work. I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I kind of, that's my thing. I never really go in on, on my own personal photos. So she was like, do this with me, post one thirst trap a day for the month of March. And I was like, damn, that's pressure. That, that's like big pressure. But I did it. It was, it was fun. Like, you know, the kids are hanging out. I'm like, you know what? I'm taking a sexy picture and my child is behind me. <laughs> Let's get into the kids situation. Are they picky eaters? They're not, but I also don't try and get too fancy. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to waste my time cooking if these kids aren't going to eat it. But it has been cooking nonstop. Now, what, what's the newest thing you tried out? Something recent? 
something recent. I can't remember anything recent, to be honest. Like I, tr I try to keep it like what I know they're gonna eat. So we stick to the traditional like rice and beans, you know, a lot of Colombian cooking and then mac and cheese, PBJ, grilled cheese. Yep, that sounds good. <laughs> That's what goes on. When, when can I come over? That sounds like what I'd love I to I mean, anytime. Oh, and then, you know, Saturday pancakes, like, without fail. Ooh, chocolate chip walnut pancakes? You know what? They don't, uh, my oldest is allergic to walnuts, so oh. no nuts. Mm. No nuts. Uh, and they're, they don't really want the stuff in the pancakes. Like, they'll have the bananas, but, like, on top of the pancakes. What's the, uh, what's the favorite quarantine snack of choice? If I hear that word one more time. Man, I, snack, yeah. I tell, tell you. I got grumpy with Erica yesterday because there weren't enough snacks in the house. True story. Let me tell you that I, well, it's funny enough, like Gary has been going out to do the groceries. Uh, like he goes out once a week and does like a big shop. And I'm just like, I can't stress enough. I'm like snacks, just anything you see, snacks, animal crackers, fruit, gummies, cookies, chocolate chip cookies, Oreo cookies, chips, like Cheetos, you name it. We have to have it. Like these kids are just, they're bored. They're inside all day. Are they learning anything extra other than the regular curriculum? Anything? You know fun? what? You know what? Who has time? Like <laughs> you, you think that you have time for these things, right? Like I, my oldest son wants to, he likes singing and he was like, oh, maybe I was like, well, maybe we could do like singing lessons on YouTube or something or like piano lessons. We have like a little um, piano and it's like hard to motivate to do the extra when you know, like, it's like that looming feeling like you can't go outside. It's not normal times. So I think with that added, it just makes you feel like, Ugh. you know, so we try to like, we try to do things like switch it up. You know, they're, they're on their iPads for a lot of the day because that's what they love to do. But after a while, like right now they're on a break and they're in their room and they are destroying that room. And it's like, you know what, go use your imagination, play with your toys. Um, usually like later on, Gary will come out and do like a workout with his soccer team via Zoom. Cool. And he does that with the kids. Adorable. Um, you know, we get creative. We try to do things like we'll have like movie night. It's like trying out new things every day. Have you watched any good TV name. lately? Non-kid stuff? You know what? Non-kid stuff. Last night I was binging on the the Sabrina like remake on Netflix. Like, oh, I didn't even know there was one. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, but it's like scary. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like scary and it's got like all this like dark lord talk. I was binging that last night and then I couldn't turn off the light before going to bed. We're in the middle of Shit's Creek. We're in the Oh middle. my god, and that's what what season are you guys in? Two. Okay, I just started season three. Okay. My mom for she had been begging me for months, like, oh my god, you gotta see it. I know you'll love it. I was like, Mom, I don't have time. In, in regular time, like I normally would not, I'm very hard on myself. I don't watch TV <laughs> mm -hmm. and I especially don't binge on shows. The only time I ever watch TV is I, I, if I'm sitting down to fold loads of laundry, I give myself permission to watch a show. So I'll put something on, a documentary, something I want to watch. And that's the only time I really watch TV. The rest of the time I feel really guilty, like spending time binging on TV because I'm always like, I have so much work to do. I always have to, it's always, you know, it's like 
I think it's like it happens when you work from home. So I never have a feeling of like, okay, I'm in my office or I'm in my home. I'm just always here. So if I'm here, I feel like I always have to be working. And during this like quarantine time, I was like, you know what? I can finally watch TV and not feel guilty. So I've been doing Shit's Creek, which is a right. good like. Put yourself on the other side of the lens. We're making a movie about butterfly mush right now. Your life retrospective. It's all about you. Who played you? Younger, I mean, young or old. There's a couple Both. of versions. Both. I don't know young. I don't know any young actresses, but she definitely has to be like a bitchy kind of tiny, skinny, rebellious, <laughs> rebellious little twelve-year-old girl that looks like she's ten, but she's out there spray painting and doing illegal shit. And then old. You know what? That's hard. I want it to be like, I definitely want, she has to be Latina, but she has to not have an accent. Okay. That's important. And she has to be loud and obnoxious like I am, you know what I mean? Like a 20-year-old like a or 25-year-old Rosie Perez. Like, I, yeah, I love Rosie Perez. That's definitely a good vibe. Like she could play me, actually. I could do, I could do Rosie, for sure. All right. Uh, this is a PG question. Get your mind out of the gutter. Uh, do you have any hidden talents? Hidden talents? You know what, Ronnie? I'm going to tell you, I don't think anything about me is hidden. <laughs> like, first of all. <laughs> so, like, if I could do something, you probably already saw it on my no story. Yeah. I don't have hidden talents, no. All right. What's the one meal that you miss? If you could go out and have it right now, just do it, Carrie. Sushi. Oh, my God. My entire family. Oh, we're suffering. Where, uh, where's your spot? I mean, I have places around here that I could order, but I don't have a particular spot that I love. I just love good, fresh sushi. Anywhere in the city that I know will have, like, fresh fish. I'm ner Like, I could order now. I'm just a little nervous. Like, how fresh is that fish with everything that's going on? All right, back to your being 12, looking 10, spray painting. What, what did you write for the first time? What did I write? Yeah, what was your first tag? Mush. Mm. Mush came from, you know, I needed a tag. I was, like, 12, and... Um, we were like thinking, oh, what should be the tag? And I was like, well, I really like mushrooms. Um, let's do mush, M-U-S-H. And then, it, but I like mushrooms in both, with like the figurative, like the drawings, the illustration of the mushroom, I think is really cute. And then also taking mushrooms is really cute. <laughs> One thing I love about your work is, is the, the, uh, the obscene, the, the ridiculous eyelashes that you put on your girls and- Ronnie, you love those lashes. I do. Love I absolutely them. do. So much. I love so them. much. It's just, again, it's distinct. When an artist has a style and an art, it can be recognized, it, you have a style. Even your hooded girls, the, the girl in the balaclava, she's yeah. got a is blending into it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> now, let's, let, let's talk about uh, the scene as we know it. What do you think is going to change? What do you think is going to be different after all this? How, how do you, are we going to, you know, be chilling in the back of a uh, uh, storefront or 212 or something like that, chilling anytime soon? Or do you think it's all going to change now? 
you know what? Before this all happened, I think there have been a lot of changes that have been happening in the last, like, I want to say five years, maybe 10, but not really, like five years where, like for the, for artists, I'm, I'm talking for artists, you know, galleries don't have, the ball's not in their court anymore, I feel like. With social media, artists have found so many ways to um, use it as an outlet to make a living out of it. So that was already happening before this. And now I think we're all really learning that like, we really don't need anything or anyone else. If, if you wanna like have your art out there, put it out there, show it, sell it. I think that's like a major, like this whole situation is kind of confirming what was already happening a little bit. But I think, and then there's gonna be these spaces like the spaces you mentioned where we like to go and have group shows and stuff that are more of a community space mm -hmm. based rather than like a snobby gallery that is like handpicking their artist. You know what I mean? Like those spaces are becoming more and more popular because they're lending themselves as a, as a space for artists to like have that sort of community gathering. Well, I, I think Instagram and Facebook and the like did a lot for the way that artists market themselves. And in a situation like this, I think uh, what, 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 is, what is a gallery doing for an artist if they're doing it great and it's a great relationship? They're helping to find uh, customers. They're introducing new clientele. They're finding new clientele. They're helping you with the shipping. They're helping you with the finances. You know, nine, nine out of those 10 services, you don't need someone else's help for, especially someone like you who can hustle and can speak and likes to get a dollar out of somebody's pocket. Uh, I hate that. Right. But not, not every artist is like you. Not every artist no. can talk about their work. Most people, yeah, you know, one, of the, one of the coolest things I ever heard out of an artist was Sucklord said the only thing that he learned in art school was how to talk about the piece of shit that he just created. And that is actually brilliant to me because isn't that what it's all about? Well, uh, let me tell you, that's, not, that's exactly what... I, did, I wasn't always this comfortable talking about my art or being amongst other artists and discussing art or, or techniques or anything like that. This didn't come to me, like I went to art school and I learned techniques on shadows and lighting and complementary colors and all of that. But like when I first started going to galleries and being in group shows, you could ask Gary, my husband, I wouldn't talk. Like I would be like this. No. Yep, because I came from a world where I, was able to bullshit anybody about anything that was a lie. You know what I mean? Like I could talk to you about anything. I could talk to Wall Street guys about stocks and makeup as I go. But when it came to finally talking about something that was genuinely me, it, I was, I would freeze. I would paralyze. Like I, I didn't know what to say. And it took a long time of like getting out there, putting myself out there to be able to be comfortable enough to talk about my work. Like that didn't come instantly, you know what I mean? And I get it when you say there's a lot of artists that don't, I used to tell Gary before, like, I'm like, I just wish I could just be left alone and I just want to paint. And then you go out there and you sell my work. I don't want to talk to people. I don't want to, I don't want people to ask me, what were you thinking during this? Like, I don't fucking know, dude. Like it's a pretty color. Like that's how I felt before. You know, I, it's taken a lot for me to finally be comfortable enough to talk about something that matters to me.
It's a pretty color, bro. Buy it. Fucking buy it. It's got tits. I don't know. Like, that was how I felt. Well, when I met you, I, I feel like you were fully developed in terms of being out there and discussing it and talking about why and how and when, and I thought it was fantastic. It's been, tr trust me, years in the making. I want to say over 15 years. What, what do you guys listen to at home with the oh most God, influences? Everything. So when I make, I'm very particular. Like depending on what I'm doing, it'll be like what I like to listen to. When I make Saturday breakfast, so like Saturday mornings when I wake up, I come in the kitchen and I play, well, I ask Spotify to play um, I Say a Little Prayer by Aretha Franklin. Hmm. And then Spotify goes off on that. Mm -hmm. And just plays like Otis Redding and Leon Bridges and beautiful, just like amazing soul. Okay, so that's my breakfast mood, and that's kind of what sets the tone for Saturday. But if you ask me on a Friday night, I'm definitely listening to like Sisa from Puerto Rico in the 70s. Um, just a little while ago, Gary and I were playing Biggie in the bedroom, like it just varies. You know what I mean? There's a lot of reggaeton. There's a lot of hip hop because Gary's a big hip hop head. And then there's a lot of like Beatles and Aretha Franklin. And But if I'm painting very specific playlist, it'll be like Coldplay or Frank Sinatra or Billie Eilish, like weird, sad music. Only sad music. Now, <clears throat> let, let's, let's talk about the kids. Obviously, they're around your work. Obviously, they see that mommy is a focused artist and is doing her thing. Is there any, uh, you know, all, I say all kids start out as artists and everybody's artistic when they're, when they're young and everybody likes to draw. Uh, but is, is it anything past them uh, naturally doing it and maybe emulating you a little bit? Has anybody got some hidden talents? No. Um... <laughs> Actually, the, because the, we're all very creative, but I think it's like in different ways. Like my oldest is a performer. Like he just, he wants to direct movies and perform and sing and dance. Like he, he's artistic in that sense, like theater and musicals. My youngest does like to color, but I think he's just too young and rebellious to focus on anything right now. Uh, speaking of coloring, I liked the coloring book page that you did. Uh, oh, I, think, yeah. I think that was a lot of fun a couple of weeks ago with, that, with all the work that the artist put out there. I'm sure that was pretty therapeutic, not only for you, but also for the people that colored it in. Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of how I, I started coping with all of this a little bit. When it first happened, you know, I felt so weird to self-promote or post anything about myself or my art or my, it just felt really, really wrong and weird, like given what we were going through. And I was just like, you know what? I, I'm going to put out like a free, I think I, I did it like that first weekend when they first um, did the quarantine. I was like, I'm going to put out a free page that they could just download and color. And I did, I did three of them, and then by the fourth one, I was like, no, I'm gonna honor the essential workers. So that's the one, and that one was the one where it wasn't, my mom was like, I like that one because no one's naked. Um, 
<laughs> yeah. So that one was the popular one because I think a lot of my friends, especially, they could all print it and color it with their kids. But then I also, it's funny because I got messages from like strippers in Australia that were like, we're downloading your naked chicks and coloring them. Thank you so much. I'm like, I love that. So it's like two worlds downloading their different PG versions and rated R versions. All right. A deep question before we wrap things up. What do you, what do you think, you know, give me your hopes. Uh, we can't just hope for things to go back to normal, but uh, you know, when, when the art community and the community at large comes out of this, what, what do you really hope happens? And I don't mean politically or virus wise, but uh, you know, the art, the art scene is going to do something about this. You know, um, Every time I say this, it sounds really selfish when it comes out of my mouth, but I mean this collectively. Um, I was working really, I was working since November to find a venue, was working on putting together this show. I've been working really hard on putting together this solo show and I literally booked it, like signed a contract with the gallery a week before it all happened. And I think, you know, from November till before the quarantine, I've been so focused on something that maybe that's not so important. Like maybe we should focus on the grander things, like the bigger picture. Like, why are you an artist? What are you painting? What is your message? Sometimes we get so stuck on like, I got to make money. I got, I mean, I get it. Like, I have to feed children that snack all day, you know? So yes, I'm constantly pushing work, but also we forget or we like sidetrack from like, what we're really trying to do. What is it that you really want to do? And I, so when it first happened, I was like in shock. Like I had to can't, I postponed the show and I was like, whoa, like this is, this is crazy. And that's what, this is what I'm saying sounds crazy when I say it. I'm like, I feel like this all happened for me to stop and take a second and reevaluate where I'm going with my career. And I don't, so I don't think that this just happened obviously for me. I think it's happening to everybody. Like I think, I think it's just a major pause in a world where we're constantly, we don't, I don't stop. I don't sleep. Gary asked me like, do you sleep? I, I sleep like five hours tops. You know, I don't stop. No, there's a lot of people out here who we're hustling. We're doing a million things. We don't stop to think like, is this really the path I want to take? What is my message? Like, what is the deeper meaning of what I'm doing? And I think, I think everyone right now, we have nothing but time at home to sit and like look within ourselves to see what it is we want to do. You know, we have this chance when we come out again to do things like purposefully. Before this happened, like I would cook a meal for the kids because I was busy and doing a million things. Like now everything I do is with such a purpose because I have the time to slow down and cook a delicious soup. It's just like, I feel like everything I do is made with just love and purpose. And I think we should, I think a lot of people will come out wanting to continue that. You know, I think and that so just, too. Yeah, I think so too. I think you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I'm glad I learned how to cook <laughs> before this. Yeah. Because, you know, it's really all just about uh, acquiring cheap enough and cooking big enough portions. We have leftovers at this point, I think. Yeah. But I think you just start to realize too, like what you thought you needed, you didn't really need it that much, did you? You're right. <laughs> you know? 
that, that is a nice chunk of wisdom from Butterfly Mush, and we appreciate you sitting, chatting with us, letting everybody I know. I appreciate you guys. What's that? I appreciate you guys, everything you do for the art community. We're just trying to tell the stories. We wouldn't be able to do anything without you, love. So keep doing your thing, keep being interesting, and we're going to be right up your butt wanting to tell that story, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> So before I let you go, just let everyone know where they can find you online. Uh, my Instagram, Butterfly Mush. Website, ButterflyMush.com. And there's a link for the merch there as well. Uh, there's stickers, t-shirts, all sorts of stuff. And within the coming week, I'm releasing a bunch of new things. So they post different uh, prints, new stickers, new gear, new t-shirts, new everything. Keep the hustle going. We love it. We're going to keep in touch with you, and uh, good to see you. I know. Good to see you, too, guys. We are sold out with Butterfly Mush, and have a great day, everybody.